to close out this show a take for 99 cent where we give you a very expensive take for a very cheap price and you know i'm ready to <laughs> bring us home zach so um you could go ahead you could go first and bring us home first and i'll follow up yeah well so you uh briefly hinted about uh on this earlier when we were talking about the jets and them uh beating the rams in that pointless game a couple years ago and my take for 99 is gonna harp on that i think it is impossible to tank in the nfl and we've seen a lot of reasons why throughout the course of the last couple of years i just feel like every time we have a team that we say oh it's obvious they're just gonna lose every game and they're gonna get the number one pick and that's the last we hear from them no the nfl is built for you not to tank and it's pretty simple, right? Like the owner could want to tank. You could have Steven Ross paying Brian Flores to intentionally lose games like he did. But the bottom line is you have players suiting up for your team that just don't know where they're going to be playing next year. And their goal when they get there on the field is to put the best film out there possible so other GMs and other teams are going to want them. So I just feel like I've seen so many different examples between the tank for Tua Dolphins, the Jets a couple years ago when everyone thought they were going to be uh, get the number one pick. Even this year, the Giants. I, I didn't think there was any chance in hell that Tommy DeVito was going to be able to win them a game. I thought, oh, if the Giants want to guarantee themselves at Caleb Williams, just keep you know, send Tyrod Taylor to the Bahamas for the rest of the season. Don't even let him in the building. Just start Tommy DeVito, and that is a guaranteed ticket to the number one pick. Nope. The next game, he just torches Washington, and now the Giants are not in a great position to get the number one pick. So I just feel like it's very easy to say, just tank. That, that's the best thing to do going forward. Look at the Vikings. We, we thought they were cooked, especially after Kirk Cousins got hurt. But all of a sudden, they're here and they're about to make the playoffs. So I just feel like the NFL, and this is a great thing for the league because it's, it, it's very intriguing. It provides a lot of theater. Even the games between like two meaningless teams. You remember last year, the, the Texans and the Colts played that meaningless game and Davis Mills led them to, uh, that crazy drive down the field. He converted like three different fourth and longs and everyone was saying like, what are the Texans doing? You know, they just had a clear path to the number one pick and they didn't even get it and still couldn't have worked out better for them at the quarterback position. So I just think when it comes to draft order and tanking and getting the right quarterback, a lot of it is luck. There's nothing you could really do to guarantee it. And a lot of other leagues have this problem that the NFL doesn't. The, it is it is built for you not to tank. And I think if the NBA was like that, they wouldn't need a draft lottery. There's a reason why the NFL doesn't, because it's really hard to get, uh, put yourself in that position to get that first pick. So the NFL is tank proof. And I think that is a good thing for the league. Yeah, that's a very creative take. You know, I love the creativeness about it and i think it's a very good conversation to have when you look around the league you're always trying to chase that great player if you're not in a position to compete for a championship i'm always of the mindset and it really tampers with my mindset right because i'm the guy that i always love to have a sense of direction i either want to be winning a championship or competing for one or gearing up to the future i never want to be in the middle i never want to be a team that I know there's a cap on where I could go and I'm stuck. And I think when you look at the Vikings, they're stuck. It's funny, you know, you know, stick around, stick around. You know, the Vikings are stuck. You know, other teams are stuck. The Saints were stuck when they lost Drew Brees. You know, the Steelers were stuck when they lost um, Ben Roethlisberger. It actually in lines and, you know, with a lot of stuff that I talked about in the past. But I, I will say this, though. And I think you're right. I think you're right to an extent because 
there are jobs on the line. You know, players got to eat. You know, players want that new contract. Coaches, jobs on the line. Sometimes they're not a handshake deal that allows the coach to willingly tank, knowing that he's going to keep his job, you know, and he wants to win. I, I get those points. But I do think that in some ways that it's hard to tank a long season, right? It's hard, like with the Cardinals, you got Kyler Murray back, you know? We try to wait him out as long as possible. Look at him right now, how good he's playing. He probably could have came back three, four weeks ago, with all due respect. But they want to wait it out as much as possible. Now he's going to come back and now he's going to ruin some things. We're already one and one with him. But I also do think that when you think about one example in particular, a couple years ago, Sunday Night Football, the Eagles, you know, I think they played the Giants or somebody else. And Doug Peterson took out his place. He had to take out his players in order for him to tank and he lost his job. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen again. But I do think if there's a game, one game, like at the end of the year where you could tank, because the Texans that you're referencing, they could have took out Davis Mills. They could have shut it down like, you know, we're going to lose this game and tank, like how Doug Peterson did. But they opted to go with the flow, and that's why they cost him the pick and all that. But I do think in a game situation where it's two teams or three teams that could get that number one pick and it comes down to one game, that you could take out your plays and try to tank and get that pick. But it's hard to tank a full season, and that's why the NFL is king. But even, and that's a good point. I, I will say, though, like, the Eagles, I, I don't like, why did they even do that? It's not like they were going to get the number one pick. You know, they, I guess they just wanted to improve their draft stock. But, like, even if you bench those guys, like, the guys you're putting out there are still going to be trying their absolute best. And again, like, did you think there was any shot the Giants were winning on Sunday and going into Washington, getting the dub, and Tommy DeVito was going to throw three touchdowns? Like, he was sacked nine times, and they still won comfortably. Like, he was sacked five times in the first quarter and was still putting up all these points. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Absolutely. I agree. That's a good take. That's a very good take. On the take that I have to try to match that, right? And I think I could do a good job of closing some distance here to match that good take is my take for 99 is that when you look at the Vikings, right? They're going to face a very tough offseason. They may have the toughest offseason of all teams in the league you know in regards to what do they do at quarterback going forward but my take for 99 is that the vikings need to bring back joshua dobbs and Kirk cousins okay on one to two year proof of deals okay i think they need to make this hard question easier bring them both back the reason why i bring that up right is because they didn't do that in 2017 remember when teddy bridgewater got hurt in 2016 and then he came back you know in, in the other year and then they had Sam who went down in week one then they had Casey Keenum who led them to the NFC championship game and they had the same question back then do we bring back Case Keenum do we bring back Teddy Bridgewater who do we bring back and guess what they bring back nobody they signed Kirk Cousins to an 84 million dollar deal when they could have bought those two quarterbacks back and had two quarterbacks for the price of one Okay, for the price of one, they could have had two quarterbacks and they paid Kirk Cousins $84 million. Okay, I think they need to learn from that. Okay, they need to bring back both Joshua Dobbs and Kirk Cousins. Okay, because what the NFL has shown us over the last couple of years, especially when you look at the NFC Championship game, is the value of having a backup quarterback. It's so much more valuable than what people are giving credit for. And the Browns should have learned that. When they knew that Deshaun Watson was battling a shoulder injury throughout the year, they should have had Joshua Dobbs on the roster. 
behind Deshaun Watson. They failed they to have, have a back plan. Yeah, they traded. They traded, they traded yeah. Joshua Dobbs in, in early in the season for a uh, sunflower seeds for a fifth round pick. Okay, we don't need you. Go ahead. We'll take a fifth round pick and all that. And instead, now they're suffering the consequences because they don't have a Joshua Dobbs on their roster that they can go forward with. And now their season is practically over. That don't need to happen for the Vikings. They're going to have Kirk Cousins coming back from an Achilles injury, bro. Like, let's be realistic. I understand that Kirk Cousins has been a very good player and arguably has played his best football the last two years under Kevin O'Connell. And that's evident, right? But he's coming back from an injury. Need to give him time to heal. Why not bring back Joshua Dobbs as well on a one-year deal and let him back up Kirk Cousins or start or however I want to navigate this storm. I think that makes sense to me because one thing that Joshua Dobbs does that Kirk Cousins don't do is give you that out of structure ability where his ability to scramble, where his ability to be a force in the red zone. He scored a couple touchdowns in the red zone with his ability to get out of danger. But he does play a little bit reckless. He does put the ball in harm's way. He threw an interception in the game against the Broncos, had a fumble loss against the Broncos. However, we know that he brings you some magical moments. But there's a cap. Where Kirk Cousins, as good as he's played, there's a cap. We don't need to make this conversation as hard as we did in 2017. It could be very easy. What could be the hardest question to make could be the easiest question to make. Bring both of these quarterbacks back on one to two year deals and go from there. And that's my take for 99 Cent. So I like the idea. My only issue is I just think they're going to have to pick one because I think another team would be willing to give whoever they let go more money. Like, I just think the quarterback play around the league is so poor right now that even coming off an Achilles, like, I think Kirk Cousins might get, like, 30 mil, like, north of. And Josh Dobbs might get, like, 10 to 15, especially if he keeps this up. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to afford to keep both guys. Like, I, I think both guys could be making a lot of money both of them are free agents and honestly man like i know they lost on sunday but if josh dobbs keeps this up like i think he's a starter and and like i think team other teams around the league are gonna view him like that i could see a qb needy team overpaying for him he's a great locker room guy i think he's proved himself this year and i, I just think they're gonna have to pick one like i like the idea but i just don't know if they're gonna be able to afford it I get what you're saying. That's a very good point. Maybe Josh Dobbs has some suitors in the offseason. And I think his performance going down a stretch will determine that and how he looks. And if the Vikings are able to make the playoffs and whatnot. But I do think that you can re-sign him to a two-year deal. Give him some money as a backup. Obviously, you don't want to overpay him. Maybe it will be like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where I remember when Jimmy Garoppolo got a, a good lucrative contract, but he was a backup. Maybe you have to do it like that, like what Kyle Shanahan did. You have to be creative, bro, because I do think that going all out with Kirk Cousins going forward is just not the smart play to make. Yeah, now, I, I would if, let him walk, bro. Like, honestly, and if you I'm let not... him walk, we have to be realistic as well on the other side with our, you know, ceiling when it comes to Joshua Dobbs. Like, is he this diamond in the rough or is he a magical guy for a magical moment? Like a Minshew mania, like a Lynn Sanity. Like, is he one of those guys? We don't know that. So I think there's a lot of, you know, unknown. And I think the way how you navigate through that is by trying your best to bring both of those guys back. Now, if there's some suitors, maybe you want to go the Cal Shanahan route and what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo to bring him back to be a, a backup to Trey Lance when they paid Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Maybe you want to do that with Joshua Dobbs as well. Who knows? It's a tough question. It's a tough position. But I think they can make it easier for themselves. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right. Slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question. Something you may want to answer. Something you may have. All ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.